the Big 12 Preview and Prediction Show with the No Offseason Podcast. Ryan Rohalley here with Nathaniel Rohalley. Yeah, yeah. Here to do the Big 12. Um, what is your, um, start off like I normally start off with, what is your outlook for the Big 12 this year? Um, the outlook for the Big 12 this year to me is kind of just like it is every year. A lot of randomness could potentially happen. There's a lot of teams that are kind of grouped together. There's a lot of changes that happened this year in the Big 12, which should be make it even more interesting on who's going to come out up top and finish on top. Um, actually, I'm hoping for something, but we'll see if it happens because if we're just going to start it off, bias a little bit because I'm a Texas fan. Watch a lot of Big 12 football. So, should be a good podcast. Uh, got my sleeper teams, and what do you got going on? Um, the Big 12 is a tier group, right? I think there's, well, I want to say maybe three tiers in the Big 12. You have the the bat, the bottom. Then you have the... The bottom is just the bottom, right? Yeah, the bottom is just the bottom. And that's Kansas. Right? Yeah, it's just Kansas. We're all... I'm, our worst team is Kansas. We're not even going to talk about them. So Kansas is just Kansas. They're bottom, but they're going to be they'll compete in a couple games. But they're mm. they're the bottom. Shout out Jalen Daniels and Jason Bean. If we're getting rid of Kansas right now, like they they got a couple quarterbacks that might do some things. I think they can win a game this year. But continue. They'll be competitive, but in a couple games. But they're the bottom feeders. Anyways, you have the bottom feeders. Then you have your. We're going to play tough. We're going to battle you, but we're going to lose somehow. That group, right? Then you have your, if we get out, if we have something happen, we could be in the Big 12 championship game, and then we can win. That, that's the groups I, I have them in. There's another group in there, another think, tier. Well, I think there's a tier all by itself who wins the Big 12 every year. They're in by yeah. themselves. But the, yeah, that's true. But like, there's that tier of something goes right. We're going to be there. Mm-hmm. But that's just in my mindset how it works. So the Big 12 is one of my favorite conferences to watch. Pure entertainment-wise, Big 12 mm-hmm. is fun. It's not the, oh, it's the Big 12, they don't play defense. The Big 12 does play defense now. I would say the Big 12 has been the most innovative conference in all of college football. And that might be a bold stance to say that. Uh, they have an evolutionary style throughout the years with Mike Leach's Texas Tech Air, air raid, air raid, and uh, Bob Stoops style play to Lincoln Riley's fast pace, hurry up offense, spread offense. And then you go down to the uh, defensive side of the ball, where whenever all the teams in college football were adopting the spread offense after the Big Twelve was pretty much the one to really run it out of a conference style play. Then the Big Twelve as a conference had to adjust, and they went to like. Gary Patterson's system with the three three five kind of defense or a four two five. Well, Rich Rod ran the three three five too. He did. How, however, I don't think it was really implemented in the style that uh, Iowa State runs it, where they just really don't rush anybody. They rush three down and drop eight in coverage. There's a lot of things that have happened in the Big Twelve that a lot of conferences pick up, and I don't think the Big Twelve gets enough credit for being as innovative of a conference and influencing the game of college football as it does. That is fair. Um, we already mentioned Kansas. We're going to skip Kansas. Oh, we're going to write down to uh, the list? Might we're going well, to the list? Going to the list. I mean, we'll, we'll bring up the new coaches as they go when we go into that <laughs> spot. Okay. Uh, so, who is your number? What is this? Number nine, I believe? There's yes, ten teams in the Big 12, teams, right? Yeah. So, who's your number nine? Uh, number nine... Start off with, uh, I got TCU. You have TCU. TCU at nine. I do not. Oh, well, we're different right off the right bat. Right off the bat. Um, I have Texas Tech. You have Tech? I okay. have Tech. I have the newly acquired new head coach, Joey McGuire. I, I just don't know anything about Tech. I don't know. I know they want to go back to the air raid. I know they want to do more offensive things than they, what they were previously doing. I know all these things. New head coach, new office coordinator, new defensive coordinator. Everything's new there. Everything's fresh. They're excited in Lubbock. 
they are excited in Lubbock. I will they're, tell you that they are excited. They're with always the, excited in with Lubbock the Joe, with the Joey McGuire hire. They are really excited. They're always excited, and then they they'll probably win. They'll probably start off what they one and one. They play Houston. I don't know if they play in the. It should be um, at Reliant, right? It says at home. It says home, but it might be in Reliant because last year's was in Reliant. Should have done the research to find out if that was. Yeah, last year was at Reliant. Yeah. So was that Houston's home game last year? So Houston has to go at Tech. I. It might be that. So it says, but there's a chance they start off. That'd be cool at night. In yeah, Lubbock. but there's a chance they start off one and two, and then from there, I just think a downward spiral can happen. Mm-hmm. There's a chance, but if they start off three and zero, oh, then maybe things flip. But there, you. This that's what Tech does though. They get off of a, somewhat of a hot start, and then somewhere in that middle of the season, they die. That was with the old uh, old regime. This is a new regime. This is a new regime. All right. That's my bet. Uh, me defending Tech on that. It's a new regime. Who's the quarterback? Tyler. 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 Uh, Tyler Sog. Yeah. Uh, Sog Sohey. Yeah. That might be. He's a incumbent quarterback from last year. They have a couple other quarterbacks that are. Was coming. he a transfer from uh, Oregon? Yeah, um, uh, yeah, he played last year yeah. though for him. They have a couple other quarterbacks that are coming in that might fit their style a little, little bit better. So it's not a guarantee that he starts. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Saw enough of him last year. He's just a, I would say, mediocre, mediocre quarterback. He's not that special. So that's uh. Why do you have TCU down here with another nine. new coach? Sonny Dykes is the TCU head coach now. Because I've seen Sonny Dykes fail as a head coach before. That's why. That's why I have TCU nine. I've seen him fail before, and I'm a big fan of Gary Patterson. You don't think it was time for him to go? I think. It, I think it was one of those things where it's mutually beneficial for them to separate. Go go their separate ways. Yeah. However, I think the transition from the defensive mind minded uh, disciplines and everything TCU had it's a whole culture shift with TCU. They're going to have to go to a whole whole new style. Um, the defense has talent there because TCU recruited well under Gary Patterson, so there's talent there. However, I think it's going to take them a couple years to get the right talent to pick, uh, plug the holes that they want to be good at under Sonny Dykes. I mean, For the most part, it's just me like not liking Sonny Dykes when he was at uh, California. I mean, he was really good for SMU. He was good for SMU. I'll give you that. The TCU is going to be a little bit different, though, because the defense is going to be good. They're going to score a lot of points, don't get me wrong. Just think, in nine and eight, it could go either way for me. So I just have him a little bit lower than than Tech, and I hated the Tech coach Anderson, right from uh, Utah State. I loved him; he was a great coach. But trying to instill dip, I'm really excited for Tech, so that's why I don't have him at nine. I couldn't put him at nine because I'm excited for him this year. All right. I'm just really excited to see what they're going to do, throw the ball around. TCU's going to do the same, though. Yes. Yeah. Now under Sunny Dice, they're going to be throwing the ball all all over the field. So It'll be exciting to see. Uh, who's your number eight now? Uh, moving on, obviously. Moving well, on. then it's just Tech. Yeah, I have Tech. You have Tech eight. Yeah, I have Tech at eight. Well, I do not. I have the Mountaineers of West Virginia because... Wow. Neil Brown's getting fired. Oh, we got a fire fire alert. Yeah, fire alert. Neil Brown's getting fired. And two, they have a quarterback that transferred there that hasn't proven to be that guy. He's always been he, he got beat out in USC. Then he went to Georgia, got beat out in Georgia, and now he's going to West Virginia because he keeps getting beat out or as everyone likes to say, he's been hurt a lot. He's hurt a lot. Hey, he, remember when Georgia fans were calling for him to start in the national championship because game because Bennett, Bennett had the bad uh, performance in the <laughs> CC championship game? Yeah, that was that was wild. That was wild. They have JT Daniels. They yeah. also they have so, Dodge too. But I just they have Deggy still. Yeah, they, they they still have him. He, I think he's a senior this year. Yeah. Well, that that was gonna be my counterpoint on the West Virginia thing. This is the best quarterback they've had since Neil Brown's been there. No. 
Greer on fire. Well, Greer was under. I don't think he was under Neil Brown. This is his fourth year here. Right. Yeah, I don't think. Will Greer was. Dodgers was there for two years. Will Greer was his first one. That uh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure. West Virginia fans, let me know. Because I, I don't want to be get ridiculed here, but I'm pretty sure his first year was Will Greer on fire. Because that, that offense that they ran under Will Greer didn't seem like the Neil Brown offense that they run. Neil Brown was the offensive coordinator. Well, he was, uh, he was the offensive coordinator. Yeah, Dana, Dana Holgerson was the head coach. Yeah, and they just promoted him up once Holgerson left. And they had a good year under him. What did, they had to go. They probably had to have a good year that year then, right? Uh, eight and four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember them scoring a game-winning touchdown against somebody. Yeah, so it's JT Daniels. They bring back seven offensive players, only four on the defense. and The, the def- defense has been the call. Uh, we're talking about West Virginia? Or? Yeah, West Virginia. Yeah. Their defense is only bringing four guys back. I think they bring back Stills, which is their best. Their defense has been their calling card, though, for West Virginia. Yeah, but they the only pack. bring them four now back. That defense that was their calling card is gone. The running backs are gone. They have, they're relying on JT Daniels to be that five-star prospect and get everyone going. It could happen, man. He's in West Virginia. West Virginia is a different monster. When you go to West Virginia, it's like... Um, well, Neil Brown, your country road is taking you back home. And you're going to be back to being an offensive coordinator somewhere. Probably around that SEC area. But. I I kind of agree with you that if Neil Brown does not have a good year, like you're saying, if they finish uh, in the eighth spot, I agree he will be fired from West Virginia. I haven't actually. I only have West Virginia finishing one spot up, but I struggled with West Virginia. I almost wanted to pick them a little bit higher. A little it's bit just higher. Tough from the separation that happens right. between certain teams. Why do you have – well, we already talked about Texas Tech because obviously they were just one up from my spot. Right. Texas, Texas Tech and TCU, like I said earlier, were like yeah. either or. And then West Virginia I have at seven just because Neil Brown is make or break year, like I said. Yeah. Kind of like similar to Nebraska that I said on the Big Ten podcast where he has to have a good year. And now looking at it, even me having him at seven. I just, I just – I don't think he survives that. I don't even he. I don't think he survives at all. I think, I think they had what they finished last year. They finished six and seven. I think they finished about the same this year. Maybe even worse. They might go five wins. I, I think it's just going to be hard for them to get. Wins. They do have a, a tough schedule out of conference also because they play the rivals this year. They, they it'll be tough to make a bowl game if they don't beat Pittsburgh or Virginia Tech on the road. Vodtech's a Thursday night game as well. So is Pitt. Oh, they're both too. Thursday night games yep. on the road. Yep. So, and then, I mean, yeah, they, they got good home games. They do have a lot of good home games, though. I will admit that. They have a lot of... They, I think they get Oklahoma late at home. They get Oklahoma late. They have they have Oklahoma, K-State, TCU at home. The problem is they end the year off going to Oklahoma State. They play at Texas. So, there's... I mean... They win a lot at Texas, though. I... I just that's what I have right now. Yeah. Okay. But I just there's something about West Virginia that I just don't trust, and it's Neil Brown and JT. There's no way after after talking about West Virginia, I'm really surprised that you have them uh, TCU higher than them. Uh, I have my reasons for TCU when we get to it. Uh, what is your well? Your next one was obviously West, West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. I do not have TCU. My next one. I have. The Cyclones of Iowa State as my next one. Wow. Really? I do. Iowa State's losing Bryce Hall, Purdy. They bring back Hutchinson, but they lost Rose. They lost both tight ends. They have lost a lot of things. They don't have that many home games this year as they did last year. Last year was supposed to be their time. Last year was supposed to be their Big 12 championship year. And they laid the big goose. They laid the golden goose egg. They lose the they lose the at home against Iowa. They lose to Oklahoma. They lose at Baylor. At Baylor, who else did they lose to? That Baylor game was close, so that could have won either. I mean, they had close games. Don't get me wrong. 
but they they lose to Oklahoma, no, they beat Oklahoma State. They lost to somebody else. But they just seven and six. They were, that was their golden time, and they went seven and six. And this year they have to bring in fresh new things. Fresh, they, everything's pretty much fresh. They lost Rose on the defense. Yes, Campbell does a great job of bringing them up from the ground and all this underdog thing. But sooner or later, Iowa State come. There's that time when it's Iowa State, and I think it's last year you saw it kind of getting it that boat that was supposed to be up there rocked and it's still there's a crack in the boat now and the waters keep they haven't plugged the hole and i think the hole's getting bigger and the boat's filling up with more water do they have any tight ends because they lost uh color too right they lost they lost both tight ends yeah so Brees hall too yeah Brees hall they have hutchinson back which is great but their quarterback is going to be what a freshman maybe no hunter deckers played there last year I mean, he didn't play that many snaps, though. Uh, well, remember when Purdy would be awful because Purdy pretty much after his sophomore year was really let Iowa State down. Junior year he was good. That's when they made the they Big made 12. the Big Twelve championship. But he would have moments yeah. that, in that year too where he's just like Purdy, you look so great sometimes, and then you're just I don't know what the hell you're doing. Hunter Deckers would came in last year a couple times because Purdy would be so bad. Yeah, and, and he did he did a good job. When he was in there, he's I think he's a four-star recruit. He's talented. They're also only bringing back three defensive players, and that is it's a kind of a rebuilding year for Iowa State. That's why I think they they maybe maybe Campbell will get them. You know, Campbell does a great job of we're the underdogs. We grind. We punt the ball. We play special teams. We right. we do all these things. Going at Iowa State, no well, one wants to go. I would, at Iowa actually State. not special teams because. They're not no, they against Iowa. They yeah, that's why I, not special teams. They lost. Remember, they lost that game against who was it? The first game of the year. I remember they lost to Northern Iowa. Iowa. They lost to Northern Iowa. Yeah, they lose that. But they have special teams. They remember they punt return, kick return. So maybe not the special teams. They do a good and job. They fumbled a punt against Iowa too. Well, I'll say this: they do a good job at not letting you score touchdowns. They field goals, field goals, and things like that, and getting the three and outs. They bend, don't break defense. Yeah. And that's what he's going to have to do tenfold this year, though. He's going to have to make sure they understand the system and don't bend, don't break. Yes, the starters aren't there, but I'm pretty sure they have some guys that were there from last year. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a year for Iowa State. I think I have them at six. So so everybody I have, we're just you're one up on where we're, I'm at. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, essentially. Essentially. Yeah. That'll probably change here in a second because. The next guy, team I have is a team that you had at number eight or number nine, and I have at number five. Number five? Yeah, number five. TCU. I don't know how they're five, but go ahead. Well, they're bringing back almost everybody. and Not their five-star running back. That's fine. Sonny Dykes doesn't need a five-star running back in his system. He needs running backs. He doesn't need one. He grabs multiples. He, okay. need, he needs those type of players. And you're talking about Texas Tech air raid, Sunny Dykes spread offense with a quarterback, which they either, they haven't announced their quarterback. Yeah, is it, good, is it going to be Matt Dugan again? It'll either be Dugan. They have a freshman. They too. have Morris coming in, and they have a freshman. Yeah. They haven't announced it yet. I think Sunny Dykes will most likely go with Morris. I don't know, but Dugan is very he's athletic. Mm-hmm. And this is he can he can sling the ball around from time to time. They have really good wideouts. They're bringing 10 starters back. They lost one starter from last year. On offense? On offense. Yeah. They're bringing back eight of their 11 defensive players back. A different system. That's, it's a different system. But all uh, Joe Gillespie has to do, get them to play good defense. They're, they're going to be fine. I think they're the, they're the dark horse of the five. Like You're not I, doing the wild card thing? No, not doing the wild card thing because they're not my wild card. There's something about TCU that I think they they were just tired of Patterson. I think the players in that system, I think everything... He's a grinder, yes. I, I think everything about Patterson was just weighing on the players and weighing on them so much that it was just time for something fresh. And I think Sonny Dykes is that freshest. 
to get them into a bowl game and get them back to playing fast-paced offense. Like, I think their offense is going to be very fast-paced. I think they're going to be really good it's on that one. TCU's identity has never been offense. Though. Yeah, but it, it, with, it, I think it just blows my mind seeing, uh, imagining TCU like not having a hard nosed defense, like just picturing it. They haven't had a hard nosed defense for the past couple years. Last year's last year's defense was or awful. Or the year before that awful. wasn't great that great either. And when I say hard nosed defense, because everything switches. Gary Patterson back in Mountain West always had a hard nosed defense. Big Twelve, it's hard to have a hard nosed defense, but they were always really good at it. I'm just Hard for me to envision this new TCU style. So, we'll see. Their defense can't be worse than last year, though. You're right, because it was god-awful last year. Yeah, so I think they're going to be the dark horse and move the ball well. And they're just there's something about TCU this year where I think TCU fans can be like, all right, we're getting back to being a competitive team in the Big 12. Yeah. That was all good arguments. So, I, I like... Uh, I like uh, your arguments on that. All right. Uh, well, you're obviously yours was Iowa State. Why do you have Iowa State at number five? No, I have Iowa State at six. Six. Is it yeah. six? Yeah. I have Iowa State at oh, six. Oh, I'm sorry. I have TCU at six. Yeah, yeah I missed, that's, why I, I was, mean, that's yeah. why I was tripping earlier. Yeah, I, I was mean, like, I, there's no I mean, way I they have them in the I miscounted. I miscounted. Okay. My apologies. Okay. Miscounted uh, on my sheet. It, I thought I had that five. I just miscounted. Yeah. So why do you have uh, Iowa State at six? Ahead, ahead of... Uh, well, shit. I have well, yeah, nine. that's what I'm saying. Why you have Iowa State at six? Because I, I believe in this theory that was uh, created by the great Bill Simmons that there's the Ewing theory where somebody that, well, it's not exactly that because Ewing got hurt with the Knicks 99. That's what the Ewing theory is based off of. And then they went on to go to the finals when their best player got hurt. I'm thinking like Brock Purdy's gone now. They have a bunch of kind of unknown players. And I think, like we were saying earlier, uh, Dan Campbell kind of... Is it Dan? I thought it was Matt. Oh, Matt Campbell. Yeah. yeah. Dan Campbell uh, Magazine. Dan Campbell Magazine. My bad. Matt Campbell. Um, or the Lions coach doing up-downs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true, too. Huh? Yeah. Dan Campbell was doing up-downs today in training camp, but neither here nor there. Matt Campbell. Yeah. Matt Campbell is going to rally around that. I figure... They have a manageable enough schedule that they could end up finishing six in the Big Big Twelve, and it's more it's more the fact that I'm not a big fan of TCU, Tech, Kansas, obviously. And it West was Virginia. It, it was a struggle. I almost want to put it as a tie between Iowa State and West Virginia because I was thinking I want to put West Virginia over them. Mm-hmm. I just didn't pull the trigger on that. And now that we are talking about it, I. Could put West Virginia over them. I'll just have West Virginia and uh, Iowa State as a tie. Okay. And then I teams I don't like is TCU. So we're different on TCU. Yeah, we're, we're different. Yeah, we're way different on TCU. Yeah. Uh, what is what is their over under? You know, they're over under for a TCU. Yeah. Uh, that'd be tough to get right now. Uh, what, I'm gonna say it's probably around five and a half. But um, what are the out of conference games for TCU? They're not hard. I mean, they well, they go at Colorado. That's a loss. Uh, well, Tar- that's a big game. Tarleton State. Tarleton? Yeah, is it Tarleton? Yeah, Tarleton State. And then they go at SMU. St. Dykes goes back home, goes back to his old stomping grounds. But I think uh, a lot of people in SMU, I don't know. I would have to look at SMU, but I don't know. I just, there's something about TCU that I like. Okay, you just like uh, my brother's just a fan of the color purple. Purple, not the movie, just the color. Shout out, Oprah. Uh, hold on, we're just getting the over under right quick, guys. Six and a half. Is it six and a half? Yeah, six and a half. Oh God, I don't yeah. like that. I'm a, I'll hammer. I'll hammer the under. You hammer the o- over. Yeah, I'll hammer the over. Yeah, what do I get if, if they hit the over? They went seven games this year. They went seven. I don't know. what We'll have to figure out a bet on that. Yeah, give me a case of beer. Case of beer? Case of beer. Budweiser? Doesn't just give me a case of beer. Okay. Any any thought? Okay. Yeah. Case of beer. Case of beer for TCU. Twenty four beers. All right. So now we hit the midway point in the Big Twelve. What is you going to be your? Yeah. Now things get fucking. This 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 part of the 
ranking system, everything gets wild. What is your number five? I have Kansas State. You have Kansas State. I have I have a state team as well, but it's not Kansas State. It's the Pokes of Oklahoma State. Wow. You can give me your reason why K-State's here. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. I love K-State's offense. The offensive talent that they have. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, high, sneaky Heisman contender. Like, well, he's probably, I'll just put it like this. He's the best player that nobody really knows about. Deuce Vaughn is. And, you know, their receivers, Knowles is back. The only thing is, I cannot pick Adrian Martinez higher than fifth in the Big 12. <laughs> I just don't trust him enough. Whenever it came down to the top five teams in the Big 12, Early on, I was thinking I might pick K-State to win the Big 12. And it just came down to the fact that I just don't trust Adrian Martinez. I, their talent is on offense is great. Their off, I think their offensive line has always been uh, really great under Chris, uh, Chris Kielman. Offensive line is always great. For some reason, I just could not pick myself to do it. So that's a fair that's a fair assessment. I mean, they're bringing seven and seven back, seven offensive players, seven defensive players. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. You, your Martinez argument. Put that. Their defense is really good too, though. It's you put tough. the Martinez. You your argument for Martinez and K State, and you can't make them over five. Is my argument for Sanders because that defense isn't there anymore. The defensive coordinator is not there anymore. Sanders. Is the most unreliable quarterback in the in the Big Twelve. Brock Purdy's not there anymore. You put Sanders in, at the number one. You don't know what the fuck you're gonna get, guy. Oh, Spencer Sanders. Yeah, yeah. Sanders is you. the most. You want to talk about a wild card bitches guy? <laughs> so you're getting Spencer Sanders, wild card bitches. He can have the best first half you've ever seen in your life, and then go and flip and throw three picks in the second half, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Mason Rudolph used to be like that too, though. It, but, I think it's an Oklahoma State thing. That's just how their quarterbacks are. No, Woodruff uh, was not Woodruff. Uh, Whedon? Whedon was throwing dimes all day to Blackman. Oh, of course, but uh, wait, or was it Dez? I always get it confused on which. Era. I think it was Dez. Whedon, Whedon had Dez, right? No, it was the other white guy, right? That was throwing to him. No, we uh, didn't. We didn't have Blackman. In Zach Taylor. Rudolph, Zach Taylor. Did, no, Rudolph had not Zach Taylor. Zach Robinson. Zach Robinson. Yeah. So who did uh, Dez have? Zach Robinson, right? No. It wasn't? If Mason, Zach Robinson is a quarterback. Right. That's what I'm talking about for Oklahoma State. Dez was after Blackman. No, he was before Blackman. He was before Blackman? Oh, he was yeah. Before. It's just Blackman. Right? Blackman Because Dez got suspended a year, and then Justin Blackman took over. Because remember, Dez Bryant got suspended for, for like, signing some stuff with Deion Sanders yeah. back in the day and stuff like that, which is bullshit. Never understood it. And I think Justin Blackman took over like the next couple of years, got drafted number three to Jacksonville. Then what happened happened after that with I Justin mean, Blackman. It's, it's a hard thing. But, but that's receiver you. If you really want to get down to it, that's pretty much receiver universe. One of the receiver. We all know how I'll say don't get upset. You're kind of receiver you. But Oklahoma State's right there with you. Yeah. But any, I, it's Spencer Sanders, and I don't trust him. And their defense is decimated. They pretty Not, their defense pretty much got sucked. They lost the heart and soul. Their they defense, lost the heart and soul. Their defense got sucked out. They got the defense coordinator stolen. Rodriguez, gone. The, the man of the middle is gone. Yeah, the heart. Man. Yeah. Do they bring things back? Of course they do. Of course Oklahoma they bring State things. Fills, they plug in holes, though, because that's how they recruit. They'll, they, they'll figure out and put a guy here, put a guy there. Their corners, gone. There's things gone on that team that were the heart and soul that are gone. And you're just like, well, are they going to adjust? Do they adjust? Yes. They got a fiery uh, defensive coordinator coming in, Derek Mason coming in to replace. Oh, Derek Mason, former Vanderbilt coach. Yeah. I think he was at Alabama last year or no, Auburn. Auburn. He was at Auburn. He's been at year. Auburn before. Yeah. So, I, I mean, 
No, don't give like, me Like, you really have K-State over Oklahoma State? I have K-State over Oklahoma State. I think that – I think October 29th when they go at K-State is a big game, and I think Spencer Sanders throws two picks, fumbles the ball, Martinez runs all day on them because Deuce Vaughn's there, and they're going to win that game. Who's the, who has the better coach? I mean, they're both really good. I really love both of them. I'm going with Gundy, but don't discredit – don't discredit my guy, okay? Don't I will. discredit him. If, you, you, if you're really going to say Chris Kleiman is close Chris to... Chris Kleiman, is North close. Dakota State. Okay, we're talking F- FCS schools now? Yeah, he was a champion for multiple years. He's got him to win. He's a good coach. He's I love no, my, He's no Mike Gundy. I love Mike Gundy. I never said he was. I said Mike Gundy's better. But don't say... You, you're, you're, you're like you said it's close. It is close. It is not close at It all. is close. Mike Gundy is one of the top ten coaches in college football. I think K State's harder to recruit in than Oklahoma State is. That's a fair point. So the fact that he's getting eight wins with the K State team, Bill Snyder would do this if, like, if Chris Kleiman wasn't the coach out there and it was Bill Snyder, Bill Snyder would still get eight wins. Yeah, I know, but that's Bill Snyder. He was a great coach, but he's in that tra- trajectory of being consistently good with K State and having them compete every year. I think you just love purple. I just that's that's my uh <laughs> your assessment is I love purple. Of the Big Twelve is yeah, you just love purple. I love purple. You you're right, because I have K State in front of Oklahoma State. And now please tell me why you have Oklahoma State in front of K State. Mike Gundy. That's it. This is Mike Gundy. They replace players, they know how to replace players because they recruit a certain certain type of guy for a certain position. So no matter what, they'll have a they always fill in the gap. So, the rece- offense is pretty legit already as it is. Their offense is better, similar to K-State's. I'd say more dy- dynamic than K-State's. Because they'll throw the ball down the field more than K-State will. So, they'll score quicker points. They have Martinez now who could throw the ball downfield. Thompson couldn't really throw the ball downfield. All right. If you believe Martinez is going to do that, no doubt. Can't argue that. If you believe in Martinez like that, I just don't. Their defense, they have a lot of – they'll have to readjust. They got incoming incoming people that are going to have to step up, obviously. That Rodriguez loss is really big. So that's that's going to really hurt them. However, they'll have Z- Oklahoma, State, Oklahoma State recruits well enough that they have talent to replace it. What's their recruiting rankings? Uh, Oklahoma State – in the past three years, 2022, 29th, 2021, 31st, 2020, 40th. Okay. K State, if you want to do the K State, if we're discussing. They're probably things. around the same. 2022, K State was 65th in recruiting. 2021, they were 56th. In 2020, they were 51st. All right. I think that's the Manhattan problem and not getting the Texas recruits that they have to I've get. heard Manhattan was a good spot to go to college. Though. I bet it's I, a great spot I to heard go. It first, but like, I heard it firsthand. But it's, it's hard to probably get the Texas guys to go there. It's probably easier for Oklahoma State to get those guys. The guys replacing uh, Rodriguez are Xander Benson Jr. And Thompson Harper Jr. He's a strike, he's a strike uh, guy, so he's probably like a defensive end type feel. That's the Rodriguez replacement. And I just don't think they're going to replace Rodriguez. You can't replace that guy. No, you can't. He's not really. That, he was kind of, that good. He was. I don't know if he won the award last year, but I thought he should have won the defense. Uh, kind of, they probably gave it to Hutchinson, right? Because he went to the yeah. Heisman. Malcolm Rodriguez was one of the best No, players. well, Hutchinson wasn't a middle linebacker. I, I was thinking about, like, best defense oh, player. Play, yeah, it was probably Hutchinson. But, like, I think that – the same thing with Iowa State losing Rose, Oklahoma State has. Oklahoma mm-hmm. State's just better than Iowa State, and that's where my mindset went on that part. And you would think Spencer Sanders, this is – you have to. Come on, man. Come on, man. Brock Purdy was in the same boat, wasn't he? Yeah, I know. Brock Purdy was like, come on, man. Yeah, got to be do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, S the bed. Yeah. That's just Brock. So we flip flop there. So we what, we just we just want to jump to three. I guess oh that's because five. I because five is Oklahoma State for me. Four is K State. Five K State for you. Four is probably Oklahoma State. 
No, four is... I had Oklahoma State at three. Oh, yeah, Oklahoma State at three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had Oklahoma State at three, so, like, my four is uh, Baylor. Uh, well, my three's Baylor, so we're good there. All right, fine. We're all good. We're all grits and gravy there. You know, the Big 12 media picked Baylor to win the Big 12 conference. That, that media. Does, I mean, so. that's, that, that's fine. Uh, Dave uh, Aranda has done a great job at Baylor. Phenomenal job. I love Baylor. I think they're a really good team. They lost a lot of talent. How many players did they get drafted in the NFL? Their whole secondary is pretty much drafted in the NFL. Uh, they lost a lot of receivers. They did lose a positive note, though. They did lose their quarterback last, from last year. No, they didn't. Gary Bohannon played Bohannon last year. transferred. He's out. What? He's gone. When he went to USF. He's out of there, baby. Are you sure? Yeah, he's out. I looked at He's That's USF, South Florida. What? Yeah. They have Blake Shapin as their quarterback, projected right now. All right, you look so confused. Yeah. The, you're mind-blogged. Mind yeah. We live in this area, and you're mind-blogged because nobody brought it up. I had to look it up because they were talking about uh, – Well, I don't get Waco stations over here and shit like yeah, that. So yeah, like, we get the news and stuff, we yeah. just, and we get the updates on the sports radio thing, but nobody mentioned it. I looked it up, and I was like – Blake Chapin's going to be the quarterback? I was like, there's no way. Thanks, Phil Stills, for that. I was like, there's no way. I looked it up. Buchanan transferred to South Florida. So what happened? Oh, he was pissed off that he wouldn't start. Or he was, I think, I think, remember they were moving the quarterbacks around? Sometimes they would take Bohan, uh, Gary Bohannon out. I think Bohannon, I think Blake Chapin was going to be their guy anyway. Yeah, he came in and played a couple games last year, right? Yeah, but I think they want him to start instead. Okay. And so he was like, yo, I want to be... Right. But yeah, I think he also said he wanted to move closer to home. I don't know. Okay, well, I don't know if that's like a hundred percent true, but I don't know where he was from. I would have to look it up. But yeah, Blake Shapin is their quarterback. Okay, uh, they did lose a very valuable piece in the running get back. No, Smith is gone. They lost a lot of receivers. They lost some corners. I can't believe I'm really shocked that people picked Baylor to win the Big Twelve because they lost a lot of talent. Yeah, there's things that they lost. I still think they're good, and I still... I agree. That's why I, I have a four. I, I agree that I think they're good. I think they're good. I think this year's uh, schedule isn't as good as it was last year. Like, don't they have to go at Iowa State this year? They have to go They have to go at Iowa State. They have to go at West Virginia. At, at Texas. At Texas Tech. At Oklahoma and at Texas. That's a, To win the Big 12 and to ask to win that many road games against teams like yeah. that... Is hard. Yeah. It's hard. I'm not saying they, they could be Tech. I'm not saying that. They could be Iowa State because I, I have them down at the bottom. But that's just hard games to win. Then you go at Oklahoma, then at Texas. Like, that's just asking a lot from a team. If they do that, they might be Big Us, Dave Aranda, if you do that. Yeah. If, if they do that, they might be in the national championship game because that's murder's row. You want to talk about a hard schedule? It's a hard schedule. And the win the Big Twelve, and for people to say they're going to win the Big Twelve, yeah, that's wild. That's why I have them at four is because of that schedule. That's why I put them at four instead of three. I had Oklahoma State ahead of them because their schedule was a little bit easier. Yeah, but that, like it's wild to think that, and the, it's wild that the last game Thanksgiving, the day after Thanksgiving, is at Texas. Like it's just they they, they did all this hard stuff, and then the last game of the year after Thanksgiving is at Texas. Like there's things in there where I'm just like, and. For me, personally, I think that game's a big game for Baylor and Texas. I also, like, even on their out-of-conference schedule, that at BYU game. Yeah, at BYU. Like, there's just things on their schedule that I I don't. think that will tell me a lot about Baylor going into the Big 12 season. After they go at BYU, that'll be interesting. See how they perform in yeah. that game. It'll be – I, I like Baylor. I just think their schedule's so hard. It's tough. It's going to be a grind. Because then, not only that – they go at Oklahoma. They then have to flip it, go home, and play K-State. Like, that's not an easy game. They don't get Kansas after that. They don't go, oh, we play Kansas, we're good. Like, no. They go at West Virginia on a Thursday and then play Kansas. And then it's just like, oh, here comes Murder's Row at Texas Tech. I go Oklahoma. Well, we play K-State. Oh, we play TCU. And then we finish the year off at Texas. Like, there's things on this schedule that do not sit well with me in picking Baylor to finish top two. In my mind. Yeah. That's, can't believe they were picked that high in the Big 12. Yeah. I mean, great. They're going to be a good team. But there's just, that schedule is really hard. 
and I they might win. I think they get maybe eight to nine. It's going to be tough, but yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Do you want to go in on Kansas State? I already did my case. Well, what do you want me to tell you? I think they're going to be. They're my four. They're not my three. I thought they were your three. No, Baylor's my three. Oh, Baylor's your three. Baylor's my three. K State's my four. Okay. I I I said everything about K State. I think, I think yeah, their schedule's their schedule's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. They do have a lot of road games, but I think they steal that Oklahoma State game. I actually think they steal that Baylor game because they're going to play Oklahoma before that. Baylor plays Oklahoma. They're going to have to run. They're going to have to play that game. Mm-hmm. They'll steal that game at at Baylor. And. I just, I just think K State. I trust Martinez more than I do Sanders. Basically, what what it comes down to. Seems like that's what it pretty much boiled down to. Between those two teams, it's which quarterback do I trust more? Right. And the style that K State plays, mm. I trust Martinez more than I do Sanders. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they. I don't think Oklahoma State. We're going back to this. I don't think Oklahoma State asked Sanders to do a lot last year, other than not. Lose the game. He ran the ball, but he ran for over yeah. six hundred yards. He, last he year. runs. He's a great runner. Martinez is a great runner too. In the system that Martinez is running with, K State, he's going to run the ball a lot. So that's that's that. But he'll fumble the ball a lot too. Yeah, Sanders fumbles and then throws a pick too. They're like one and the same. Which one are you? It's just which one you're going to get that day. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we already moved to our. I moved to my three already. You got to your four. You uh, we went to your three with Mike Gundy in Oklahoma yeah. State. Let's just get to two. Let's just have fun with it. Fine. Well, one, two, boom. We have them both the same. I'm assuming. I'm it's assuming. Oklahoma, Texas. Yep, Oklahoma, Texas. And I tried not to be biased, but I couldn't help it. I think Texas is a sleeping giant waiting to wake up. I think they lose two games this year, regular season wise. I think they lose. Actually, I think they might only lose one because my guarantee, my game of the year. Texas, my yeah. Save it, save it, save it, save it. No way. You have game, to, you have I'm throwing it. it out there in the universe. Game of the year, Texas beats Alabama at home. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. But Texas against these SEC teams at night, love and life, play well, play great, play as hard as they can. They play the life out of them. They want to show the world that they are this team. They want to be that team. This is the time. Steve. I don't like you as a head coach. You need to prove me wrong as a Pac-12 guy, which soon to be non-Pac-12 guy. You need to prove me wrong and show me that you are a top-tier coach, to show me you are an offensive genius, to show me you deserve this job. This is your year. I don't care that you got uh, Quinn. I don't, I don't care about that. Your offensive talent this year it's the best it's been in a long time. There's a problem whenever I uh, guess we break down Texas and we both have them one two. You know it wins football game is in the trenches, and that's the problem. The weakness of Texas is the offensive line. But it's 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 older. It's matured. No no no. It has not. It is not. Oh God. Yeah, well, we have freshmen that may start uh, week one. Uh, so it, it's just one of those things that. You have to hope that talent that you recruited, that four- and five-star talent that you recruited at offensive line, there's a couple names that are on there that might start day one. They have to be ready to go. Because if, if not, then, you know, things will fall apart quickly. So, that's the thing. Offensive talent, like you were talking about, with Texas is just messed through the roof. It's through the roof. Like skill position-wise. They have the best running back in the nation. Maybe the best receiver, too. Oh, maybe Xavier Worthy? They have, they have a Heisman candidate, Mr. Mijan Robinson. They also have two other backup running backs that are good. The quarterback thing right now, everybody wants Irwin's to start. Yeah, Quinn Ewers, the and freshman. From- cards might start, but we'll see what we get from there. But we got Xavier Worthy. Who uh, we-, we got the transfer from Wyoming, too. Uh, Naylor? Naylor, yeah. Yeah, yeah Naylor. There's another guy that's freshman that's in there too. Eagles is gone, right? Yeah, Brandon Eagles. Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Okay. Yeah, there's. But the offensive talent is there. The defense needs to play better than it was last year. It is. You do bring back seven defensive players. 
Your defensive line has to play ten times better. But I think, I think the leading. Uh, I want to say I heard this. I don't know if it's one hundred percent true. The leading, the guy that led uh, the team in stacks last year had one and a half. One and a half. And it seems about right just watching yeah, Texas games. When we watch the Texas game, yeah. Um, I, I will say this. The Giant is going to be awoken this year from Texas. Like, I know everybody's like, oh, it's Texas. They're not going to do it. They're not going to. Lost to Kansas last year. And this is why I always say, and nobody else said, it's harder to bring a program back than it is just to keep them up there. It's harder to bring something back to life than it. Like, look at Jim Harborough in Michigan. It took him. A couple few years just to say, yeah, we're back and we're going to compete. He almost did a year one, though. Yeah, he almost did. But, like, that's what I'm saying. It's they hard spotted to. spotted the ball short. Yeah. Uh, they spotted the Neither ball short. Neither here nor there. But it's hard to bring the giant Miami, Florida State, like USC. It's hard to bring these sleeping giants that you know and love, Nebraska, these, these teams out of that spot. Yep. It's hard to get them out of that funk. Because yep. Texas has been in the funk since that national championship game in Alabama, after Alabama. Mm hmm. I don't think players believe, but I think now they're starting to, oh, we're getting, like, yes, your recruits have always been there, but I think Steve's doing a great job, all gas, no fucking breaks shit. I think he's doing a job motivating and making the players themselves believe not only are you that guy, you are that team. And that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm drinking some of the burner orange Kool-Aid, obviously, since I have them too, so i sipping it. I really didn't want to put them at two because there's going to be a lot of backlash whenever they fucking. I, it'll be backlash, like, but cause I, it's hard. It's hard not to with the talent they have, and the offensive line needs to improvement. I think we're going to score like forty points a game. I just, but and also their schedule is very favorable. They're, they're the wild card. Yeah, they're the Gary, wild card no, bitches. Gary Patterson. He's a assistant on our staff. He's your assistant on your staff. There's, but their schedules not. It's it's hard. Right, of course it's hard. You know, at, when you put Alabama in your schedule, of course it's hard. But their conference games, I mean, it's favorable. It's I don't favorable. Like the, at K State, I mean, at K State, there's games. You, there's always games. Those games because you know the conference so well. Right. At Tech, at K State, at Oklahoma State, you're like, oh man, those are going to be like really scary. Is Oklahoma is at Oklahoma State like Halloween weekend? Twenty uh, second of October. Okay. All right. But, like, things like that. And you're like, oh, shit. And then you're like, oh, we're, shit, we're at Kansas. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, fuck. You're like, Texas right now needs to get that Kansas break. Like, everybody needs to go to the sports psychology and just be like, Kansas sucks. All right? They're if you look back at, back at that Kansas game anyway, we didn't have a healthy quarterback, too. Oh, like, that, that's yeah. all forgot, forgotten because I think then we played West Virginia the week before and they both got hurt. No, you played uh, Iowa State. The week, week before. before, yeah. Which one was? Uh, I don't think our quarterbacks were healthy. Like Thompson wasn't healthy. There's a lot of stuff that was going on. So, I just think, I just think Texas is going to be back. We I think still don't have them finishing ahead of Oklahoma though. Why don't we have them finishing ahead of Oklahoma? Dylan Gabriel. Nah, Brad Venables. This schedule fucking is a. Is all home. No I'm, a huge, road. I'm a huge Brett Venables. Oh, fan, I love so. Brett Venables too. But it, their schedule this year is about as easy. If you want an easy Big Twelve schedule, Oklahoma got it. Oklahoma rolled the dice, and it's there. It's they don't play anybody out on the road really. I mean, they got Tech on the road at Iowa State and at West Virginia. Other than that, you got Dallas. You got the Dallas game and Red River. They have the they have the easiest schedule. They have the Michigan. Michigan had the easiest schedule in the Big Ten. Oklahoma has the easiest schedule in the Big 12. And that's just, it's facts. And their talent's still there. Yes. They're, they got Gabriel. And their defense is going to be good. I think it's going to be a lot better. It'll, it'll, it'll be, be different. It'll be different, but it'll be better. Yeah. I just. I kind of like, I really like the Brent Venables hire. Because oh. it, it reminds me of Bob, uh, early 2000 Oklahoma, Bob Stoops kind of style, where he's going to bring back physicality. Yeah. And he's still going to be running the spread. Hey, man, you uh, got that water hose in your mouth, and you just fucking gash it in your mouth, whatever the hell he said. I mean, yeah. by the way, his his movement did not look well. <laughs> Brett, don't ever do that movement again. I'm not going to say what it looked like, but everybody, they, just go look it up when he talks about the fire hose and his first thing he says. 
But it's, he turns the fire hose on in his mouth, and you're fucking going. Yeah, I'm sure people got the image. Of yeah, no, but I'm just, yeah, it, that's yeah. what he did. Go and ahead, I was Brent. just like, all right, Brent, do your thing. I love you. You're a great defensive coordinator, but. So a lot of people have Oklahoma finish and lower them first. And until you dethrone, dethrone the king, you always put them at, at one. I mean, that, it, that's just it's kind of like the Clemson thing, right? Baylor took it last year. And, you know, Pitt took it last year. Can you keep do it for another year? Right. Can you do it for another year? Yeah, can year? you do it another year? Yeah, can yeah. somebody can somebody dethrone them the, the other the second year in a row? Doesn't have to be Texas, doesn't have to be it could be Baylor, Oklahoma K State, State, K State, like right. it's just somebody has to dethrone them. Now I have somebody to throw in Clemson in the ACC, I but not. I do I do not think Oklahoma's getting the throne. Maybe maybe in the championship game it'll be it'll be there, but Right now, if we're doing just regular season, not the championship game. Yeah, we're just doing regular, regular season. season. Finishing. Yeah, regular season. Oklahoma is my one. Yeah, they have, they they they're still a good team. Still have great players, recruits. The schedule it's a cakewalk. They don't like. It's really there is one game that I do circle that they might lose. That one. I don't think there's that one game where I think they might lose. And that'll be their like one loss during the regular season. It's a Thursday night game at Iowa State. For some reason, that it's off a bye week for both teams because it's Thursday night. But there's something about it that I just don't like, and Iowa State just plays them well. Be some weird voodoo shit happen. Weird Thursday night, like what happened to Oklahoma State back in the day. Yeah, it's just it, you don't want to go to Iowa State on a Thursday night. I always say this about Iowa: you don't want to go to Iowa at night because they're drunk and they're ready to go. Those farmers, the Iowa people, love night games. I don't know what it is, but they love them. They hate. They don't mind the 11, 2.30 games. That's normally where that. But when no, they, they don't wake up for 11 o'clock games because it's always like 17 to 10. Yeah, I know, but that's the thing. They're like, oh, man, I'm not ready for this. But you get them in that night game, you get them going, they're like, oh, we get to stay up late tonight? Fucking let's go. And I think that's a dangerous game for them. That's their, that's their one... It's the Texas and the Iowa State game. Those are their two tough ones. Other than that, they have a shot yeah, to make could. the playoffs. Yeah, they could actually make a run. Yeah. I think they have two hard, really hard games. Well, they have Nebraska, too, at Nebraska. But we were just talking Big 12-wise. They have two really hard games to get to. the. If they wanted to be in the national championship, they have three games. At Nebraska, Texas, obviously, at Iowa State in the Big 12 championship. I'm really upset as a Texas fan they got Dylan Gabriel because I think he's really talented and is he, he a, he's a sneaky Heisman contender. Honestly, uh, for what's me. his name? Uh, someone has him as a Heisman. He has him as his Heisman. Somebody uh, does. Okay. Yeah, uh, That's Scott Van Pelt's guy. Uh, Stanford Steve. Yeah, Stanford Steve has he, him. He bet some money on him. That's a good bet. Yeah, he says he's going to win the Heisman. Yeah, that's a good bet because oh, based on their schedule, the former offensive coordinator from UCF is their offensive coordinator at. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. So it's just going to be... Uh, Levy. Jeff Levy is the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma's going to be really... They're going to be really good. I uh, think they're going to be underrated all year. They should be ranked higher because neither here nor there. I think they're about at top 17. I think they're... The way the schedule works, they're top five. Yeah. They're top five. They might lose one to two games, but I mean... They might not even lose two. I don't think Lee, they don't have that Lincoln Riley problem anymore. And this, this is year. this is me. Like I, I do my rankings a lot on coaching, and I'm a big Brent Venables fan, and I think he's. I was a big Lincoln Riley fan too. I'm gonna throw this out there. They don't have that Lincoln Riley problem. They don't have that problem where they have a couple games where they just throw. Brent's not gonna have them throw them Doug games out there like Brent Lincoln did. Lincoln always had two two games where he struggled. And they lose those two games. I don't think Brent's going to have that problem this year. Yeah, everyone, every coach will have a struggle. They'll have that. a struggle game, but, but his team will his, his team, team will always be motivated. His team will persevere and get yeah. through that. Lincoln has this problem where his team doesn't persevere through yeah. that struggle. Yeah, like that's why USC is perfect for him. That's perfect. Oh, we'll get to the Pac-12 <laughs> next week. That we can, we'll get to my home, my my turf next week in the Pac-12, but Oklahoma. Uh, you want to go through the Heisman contenders, contenders? in the Big Twelve? Yeah, uh, Gabriel. 
Gabriel Dillon? Yeah, Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, Dylan Gabriel. B. John Robinson. I think Deuce Vaughn. I think Deuce is sneaky. You can put Spencer Sanders in there if you think. I'm not I, putting Spencer Sanders in I think in that's the three. No, Spencer Sanders is nowhere near mine. Uh, I think Worthy will be a sneaky guy around there. I was thinking about Worthy too, but if no I way. if I put Worthy, then I'm gonna put have to put one of your quarterbacks in there too. Nah, Quinn Ewers ain't good. Nah. Hey, well the Heisman now doesn't really matter. Not, you have to be a quarterback, so pretty much a majority of the time you have to be quarterback. If Irwin's has a good year or card, yeah, I throw him out there. Uh, I think that's about it. Maybe in the Heisman, uh, your sneaky uh, any firings. There, I I obviously. You are, yeah. Obviously, I have Neil Brown. Obviously, you have Neil Brown on the hot seat as well. On the hot seat, but I don't have anybody get him fired because it's uh, a lot of new coaches already in here. Yeah. So, like, I don't think – I guess, like, maybe K-State will never do it. They but, should never. Uh, yeah. I, I will say this, though. I think in, this is my – I think Matt Campbell leaves this year. I think he goes to a – I, I think he – I think he – because I said the boat's got the hole mm-hmm. and it's getting bigger and it's sinking. I think he dips for a... He's going to leave a sinking ship? The captain goes down with the ship. He's leaving the sinking ship. No, you're the captain. you got to go down. No, with, you can't jump he off. He can't go down and get fired because then he won't. He's got. He's, still he's not going to get fired from Iowa State. Not yet. Not yet. But if he does this 7-6 thing, 7-6 thing again, I think that aura is gone. And I think they will get fired. I think he needs to... He'll go to a... More up school, and now where is that at? We'll have to wait and see. But I think, I think a Big Ten school will be calling here or there. Do you have a team potentially making the playoff in the Big Twelve? I can see two. I can see one. I, I, see, I got OU. I have Oklahoma, and I can see Texas. The problem with Texas is I think that Bama game happens. And if you guys, you win that game, you play you. you by the way. Playing UTSA after Bama is not great. Yeah, that is awful, right? That is awful. UTSA is a sneaky good team. That's not a good May major to play right after Bama. But, like, I can see, like, there will be a lot. You lose to Oklahoma, and then, like, you'll – if you lose to Oklahoma twice, yeah. So I think Texas has a shot. I just don't think it's going to happen. But Oklahoma is the best one. How about Oklahoma State has a shot again, too? But uh, I, I honestly – it's Oklahoma or nothing for the Big 12 for me. That's all I have in there. I have a random Texas theory. If it happens, if they beat Bama, I think the sky's the limit. Right. But I also think Oklahoma has the easiest schedule. I think Texas Texas is the long, long shot. Oklahoma is your clear cut. But I think I think Oklahoma loses to Iowa State that well, game. But when we get there, it depends on how I see Iowa State this year and throughout the year. But like at, right now, I was looking at it Thursday night at Iowa State loss. But uh, that's gonna do the uh, Big Twelve preview show. Hey, I hope I wasn't too biased. Yeah, I thought I did a good job of not. I trying think to we be did a pretty good job. I, I was think I was more biased than you were. Yeah, Texas I, I was. I, I'm really, almost, I almost wanted to go the opposite way and pick us like way lower, but I couldn't do it because you know. I thought I just I'm really high on Texas this year. I'm not. Excuse me. I'm a. I like Texas, but. They're not my favorite team, but just looking through the overall, the overall thing of Oklahoma, uh, the Big Twelve is like if there was a solid team overall better than Oklahoma, I would or better than Texas, I would have picked them. But everyone, a lot of flaws, a lot of holes in all these teams. In the I'll Big say 12. this: if this was the, I was going to say something. I, don't, I feel like Oklahoma and Clemson are almost the same, but they're not. I feel like Oklahoma is. Cracks aren't as bad. That's why I was. Oh, this year. Yeah, this year. Like they're the same type of style. Like I don't know which one. I could see them playing in the playoffs. Yeah, but you could. Yeah, I know you do. But me, I see, I see cracks, but I see less in Oklahoma than I do Clemson. Mm. By the way, Debo, you do a great job of trying to make me believe there's no cracks, but I know there's cracks in that offense. Hey man, you can't switch your pick now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not on record. I'm not. I just wanted to throw that. I wanted to throw that. You did a great job of making me think they're not there, but they're there. And I, I don't believe in DJ as much as you're trying to make me believe in DJ. You don't believe in them as much as you do either. Are you talking to Debo? Yeah, I'm talking to Debo. He's trying. He made a he made a great convincing argument for DJ, and I was almost believed in. I'm like. No, 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 no. We all know we don't believe in them. Anyways, that's the pack. That's going to be the Big 12. Uh, Pac-12 is next week. 
my my neck of the woods. Yeah, I don't think you released who your favorite team is in the pick. Pac-12 yet either, so no one knows. So it'll be a mystery to find out. Well, I mean, they're not going to be high up there, but you know, we'll see. Uh, they definitely won't be last. Guarantee that. We'll see. Uh, they might be last in my book. Well, how dare you? But uh, thanks for the support. Make sure Always. You, make sure you hit anything to follow, the like. Uh, appreciate the downloads, all that stuff. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Let us know how we're doing. College football's almost here. College football's almost here. Let us know. You can hit us up on Twitter. Let us know how we're doing. Say, appreciate the podcast. Keep it up. Do whatever you want. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Rohally27. And what's your handle? At Ben Scott Rob 9 All right. We appreciate the love. Appreciate the support. And we're out. We'll see you uh, next time. Later, y'all.